You're listening to Cleanish Reads, episode 35, Deadly Storms of Spring, H2O and The Storm by Virginia Bergen, and Storm Kings by Lee Sandlin. Welcome to Cleanish Reads. I'm your host, Amy Hall. You can trust me to sift out the garbage and recommend the best books that you can be excited to read on your own and with your family. Thanks for joining me on this journey to learn and grow through uplifting reads. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. I grew up in southwest Missouri, where spring equals tornado season. I've never been afraid of big storms, but I've always been fascinated by them. Maybe that's because I've never personally been in the middle of a devastating storm. Maybe then it wouldn't be fascinating anymore. Although I do have family members who survived the Joplin tornado of 2011, and I've been around for plenty of tornado warnings, hail, downed tree branches, and hunkering down in bathtubs or basements. There is nothing like a big storm to remind you of the power in nature and your own mortality. Our first book for today is a fascinating and informative look at the history of deadly storms in America, particularly tornadoes, and the scientists that have tried to learn more about them through the years. I read this book, Storm Kings by Lee Sandlin, in the Libby app, and the summary of the book says this. A riveting tale of weather's most vicious monster, the supercell tornado, that recreates the origins of meteorology and the quirky, pioneering, weather-obsessed scientist who helped change America. Honestly, I was expecting this book to be kind of a version of the movie Twister, all about storm chasers who drive their trains of cars down Kansas highways, searching for a glimpse of a tornado and trying to learn more about them. This book is not really that at all. I was kind of surprised. Those kinds of storm chasers are mentioned in the epilogue, but most of the book is really dating way back farther than that. It tells of accounts told by Native American tribes of giant clouds with red eyes shining from inside. Benjamin Franklin and his interest in weather, not just lightning, and many other accounts of witnesses to superstorms that cause devastating damage. The book does talk about how meteorology or the study of atmosphere began, as well as several documented storms throughout the known history of the United States. For example, the Tri-State Tornado of 1926, which traveled for 215 miles, killing over 900 people, the most deadly tornado to date in our country. Or the super outbreak of 1974, when over 150 tornadoes touched down from a single storm system, causing devastation from Illinois all the way to the East Coast, the worst single tornado event in U.S. history. I sometimes get a little bored in nonfiction books, but I found this one to be very, very interesting and engaging the whole time. So give it a try if this topic interests you at all. And I don't know if it was just required reading in the Great Plains states like Missouri or if it was around the country, but Night of the Twisters by Ivy Ruckman is a fantastic middle grade based 
fact-based fictional account of the Grand Island, Nebraska tornado outbreak, which was a series of seven tornadoes that swept through that area June 3rd, 1980. Like I said, I read it as a kid and I loved it. A newer version of the same idea is I Survived the Joplin Tornado 2011 by Lauren Tarshish, which is another great middle grade fact-based fiction that is really interesting and pretty accurate about tornadoes. So I know those I Survived books are fun for kids. I've read some of them. They're really short and you know, not like a deep dive into anything, but pretty interesting if you're interested in tornadoes. Next up, I have a duology that is totally fictional. I have not been as conflicted about whether I like a book or not as I was about H2O by Virginia Bergen. I started off loving it. It is a terrifying apocalyptic type type book about how the rain and therefore most of all the water on earth has been poisoned by space microbes and it kind of, it goes into in the book how that happened um, but it seems pretty realistic just one drop will kill you within hours wow i was stunned and captivated from the very beginning of this story and the whole idea of it it seriously made me want to stop what i was doing and get some more drinking water stored in my house right away. Um, now about why I was conflicted. So the main character is named Ruby and she is a teenager who is basically watching everyone around her die. And the book chronicles her journey of survival and trying to find her missing family members the whole time, you know, trying to avoid any contact with water, which is harder than you would think it is. Ruby can be exasperating at times uh, as a character, but I felt like she acted a lot how a typical young teen would act in that kind of a situation. I mean, I wouldn't expect someone to do everything right in the wake of such craziness and devastation to the human race. I think the main reason I was conflicted is that situations in the book are obviously going downhill and then they just keep going downhill like just when you think it can't get any worse things get worse <laughs> and then seriously they get worse again so it was becoming like really kind of a downer for me I was kind of expecting a little more of a curve like we go down but then there's hope at the end I really felt like book one was a downer the only real bright spot is I think because Ruby is a teenager um and, you know, she's immature and dealing with crazy things the only way she knows how. It makes it a little more lighthearted. You know, some like when she gets into, um, she goes to this department store and just gives herself a makeover, <laughs> which she realizes is crazy in the middle of this apocalyptic event, but it's just her way of coping. So there are things that aren't all serious but book one, kind of a downer for me. On the upside, I did end up at the last minute. I, I vowed I was not going to read book two because I needed something more lighthearted. But I ended up, the first one, I felt like it just kind of stopped and there wasn't closure. So I just jumped into book two. And uh, book two is called The Storm. And there is more positive in that one, thank goodness. I kind of feel like you have to read both. So 
the writing in the second one was a little more confusing for me to follow, which may have been intentional by the author as Ruby is really becoming in danger of losing her mind. <laughs> um, but I liked how some family and friends are found alive and there is some hope at the end of that one and there's more closure. So my advice is if you like dystopian or apocalyptic fiction, this is a really great little couple of books, but read them both. Don't end on book one, hopeless and in despair for the characters. <laughs> Move on to book two so you can have a little bit of hope at the end. Both of these books are pretty cleanish with, with very little swearing and no sexual encounters. There is some violence, as you can imagine, and lots of blood and bodies piling up from basically just being in contact with water. And there, there are a few scenes um, where there's violence from people like looting or different things going on, but it's seen through this teenage lens, um, so the author keeps it, you know, pretty, pretty good. There, there's definitely death and dying. Um, but, and there is, there are some graphic things as well, but nothing too, too crazy. I would, I would let my teenagers read this. Um, a yeah, like middle grade age, it might be like too overwhelming. I'm not really sure, but if they really liked this type of thing, I think it's cleanish enough for them too. So hopefully I've piqued your interest in reading a little bit about weather and storms during this springtime. Whether you prefer nonfiction or fiction, hopefully I've given you a few fun cleanish ideas. And find me on Instagram at cleanishreads or on Goodreads as cleanishreads to leave me comments or see what I'm reading right now. You can also search in my Goodreads folder called I Recommend to see all the books that I consider a good clean read. And since that Goodreads account is fairly new, it's not full of 200 books yet. But every time there's a book that I read that I would recommend as cleanish, I put it in that recommend folder. So you can check that out. Until next time, stay safe out there and very happy reading.